Hello, everyone. This is Jeffrey Kerr. I'm here with the June 2023 installment of the News of the Month series on the Kerr Reviews podcast, where I discuss a few different entertainment news stories that feel important and or interesting to me. Each of the stories you'll be hearing me talk about have been divided into four separate categories. The first set of them is a major milestone. Back in February of last year, I reported about how I managed to receive over 3,000 plays on the CareViews podcast altogether. On April 29th, I was happy to find that the podcast has now reached over 4,000 plays altogether. Once again, a huge thank you to everyone who's been listening, as well as those who've been on the show since I earned 3,000 plays. Jack Mahanes, Selena Smith, David Broder... Nicholas Hassan, Ami Khan, Kathleen Garrett, Sheldon Epps, Cora Hempel, Tim Arts, Michael Stein, Tyler Migaloo, Joy Woods, Ray Buffer, and Itamar Moses. This next news story is about the Tony Awards. Due to the current writer's strike, which began last month, the Tony Awards Management Committee submitted a waiver request to the Writers Guild of America to move forward with this year's telecast. At first, it was denied, so the Management Committee held an emergency meeting a few days later to determine the best path forward. They ended up making a last-ditch effort to convince WGA to issue a waiver to allow a telecast to happen. As a result, this year's Tony Awards will air on CBS and Paramount Plus on June 11th as previously scheduled. The Writers Guild of America has agreed to not picket the show, which will now consist of non-scripted content. What I'm about to do is read out loud a statement from WGA regarding this announcement. As has been previously reported, the Writers Guild of America East and West WGA will not negotiate an interim agreement or a waiver for the Tony Awards. However, Tony Awards Productions, a joint venture of the Broadway League and the American Theatre Wing, has communicated with us that they are altering this year's show to conform with specific requests from the WGA and therefore the WGA will not be picketing the show. Responsibility for having to make changes to the format of the 2023 Tony Awards rests squarely on the shoulders of Paramount, CBS, and their allies. They continue to refuse to negotiate a fair contract for the writers represented by the WGA. As they have stood by us, we stand with our fellow workers on Broadway who are impacted by our strike. This is great news for all of this year's nominees because the Tonys are every bit of a marketing tool as they are Broadway's highest honors. Therefore, shows that are currently running will get some much-needed exposure from a televised ceremony. If they win any major awards, the producers can be able to advertise them as Tony-winning productions throughout the remainder of their runs. Plus, for the musicals, whether they win anything or not, they can at least do a performance on the telecast to get word out to anyone tuning in who may be interested in buying tickets. If there was no broadcast this year, none of the currently running productions would have had that luxury. If the broadcast was delayed until the writer's strike was over, some of the shows would have been at risk of not making it until then. So thank goodness that a telecast is happening after all. 
It may be unscripted, and the nominated writers who happen to be members of WGA may not show up, but this is still better than nothing. This next news story is about Moana. Back in April, it was announced that Disney is already developing a live-action remake of the 2016 animated movie musical despite not even being seven years old at this point. For those unfamiliar, Moana is based on Polynesian mythology. The title character is the daughter of the chief of her tribe. Coming from a long line of navigators, she sets off for a fabled island with the demigod Maui. Along the voyage, they battle all which the ocean hides while learning what the power of persistence and faith can accomplish. Most recently, it was revealed that this project now has Thomas Kale, the Tony-winning director of Hamilton and Emmy-winning director of Fox's 2016 live TV production of Greece, attached to be at the helm. I've been upfront in the past about how much I'm not really into Disney doing live-action revamps of their animated properties. I haven't seen most of them, but from what I have seen, I just haven't been impressed by any of them. From what I've heard of the others, a number of people haven't been impressed by them either. The way I see it, there are two different types of live-action revamps Disney has been doing. They've made carbon copies of their animated predecessors that added very little originality in them, as was the case with Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and The Lion King. They've also gone in different directions to creatively justify their existence, even if they don't necessarily stick the landing, as was the case with Alice in Wonderland, Maleficent, Dumbo, and Mulan. I haven't seen the recently released live-action remake of The Little Mermaid from Rob Marshall, but I have no plans to at all. From what I've heard, it is mostly faithful to the 1989 animated classic, but not too much of a carbon copy. Although many have complained about the character designs and underwater effects. In 2019, I published a whole blog post on my website regarding my feelings on Disney's live-action revamps of their animated properties, which you can find a link to in the episode notes. I'm about to read out loud some of the points I made. I think if you're going to do a live-action retelling of an animated property, what should really be taken into account is if you could picture the story itself in real life, which has been a problem for several of Disney's outings. When Honest Trailers did a video on the 2017 live-action remake of Beauty and the Beast, they joked about how creepy the original would be if it were real, especially with all the enchanted objects not coming off as well as they did in the cartoon. Given all the companies that Disney already owns, such as Fox, Lucasfilm, Marvel, and Pixar, do they really need to make extra money by doing reboots, remakes to stay afloat in the industry? I don't think so, because they should leave all of their animated classics alone. The fact that a live-action Moana is already in the works kind of shows that Disney is starting to run out of ideas. If you ask me, they need to start finding new material rather than relying on audiences' nostalgia. This will probably wind up like the other live-action remakes where it makes a ton of money, but everyone immediately forgets about it soon after its release. Of course, that is something only time will tell. For our final subject, I'd like to take this moment to remember two industry veterans we've lost within this past month. 
Although first, I would like to mention someone who passed away shortly after I recorded last month's edition of News of the Month at the end of April. I could have recorded it later, but I was on vacation around that time, so it had to be done earlier than usual. Jerry Springer died of pancreatic cancer on April 27th at the age of 79. A former mayor of Cincinnati, Ohio, he went on to gain fame with his controversial tabloid talk show, The Jerry Springer Show, which ran from 1991 to 2018. He competed on the third season of Dancing with the Stars back in late 2006, finishing in fifth place. Jerry also hosted the second and third seasons of America's Got Talent in 2007 and 2008, respectively, taking over for Regis Philbin. He was also a former host of a staged production show based on The Price is Right, which has toured throughout the country, which included a stop at the Durham Performing Arts Center in 2017, which I was fortunate enough to have attended. Barbara Brin died on May 2nd at the age of 94. An actress with three Broadway credits to her name, she was best remembered for appearing in the original casts of two musicals by Stephen Sondheim and James Lapine. Sunday in the Park with George as the old lady and Blair Daniels, and Into the Woods as Jack's mother. She also got to be a part of the PBS broadcasts of both shows. Legendary recording artist Tina Turner died after years of illness on May 24th at the age of 83. Throughout her long career, she managed to win eight competitive Grammys over the course of 36 years in addition to receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award in 2018. Tina Turner was the subject of the 1993 biographical film, What's Love Got to Do With It? Angela Bassett earned an Oscar nomination for her portrayal of the rock and roll icon. She was also the subject of the jukebox bio-musical Tina, the Tina Turner Musical. In both London's West End and on Broadway, Adrian Warren originated the role to great acclaim. My condolences go out to all of their families. So that's just about does it for the news of this month. I will be back on July 3rd to discuss any bits of entertainment news stories that I found interesting and or important from June. If you love this show, please leave us a review. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash podcast and follow the simple instructions. Feel free to subscribe to wherever you get this podcast. If you'd like to find more content from me, please visit my website, which is www.carereviews.net. You can also find it on Twitter at CareReviews and me at Jeffrey Care. Thanks for listening, and I will see you all later.